France, a good friend. Many of you know him. He's an elder at Elam Crawley. He leads uh, Elam Church Crawley uh, Mauritius, and uh, he's got some amazing people there. Uh, he's an accountant and husband and father, and uh, I don't know how this man keeps so many plates uh, spinning. Um, but we're going to pray for him and then listen to him. Is that all right? Yeah. Can I um, lay a hand? Heavenly Father, we thank you for pro- France. God, uh, we thank you for his family and his ministry, and we just lift him up and ask for you to use him for your glory and uh, uh, for the elevation of Christ in our midst. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and and just ask you to use this man uh, uh, for the fame of God in our midst. God, uh, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, good. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, can I put it here, Kevin? It's just yeah. um, and I'm glad, and thank you for, for the invite. Um, yes, it's going to be strange for me because normally I, I, I speak in Creole, um, broken French, um, every, every, every um, yes, later on at 3.30. So yes, it's going to be strange. If you find the word like pronunciation not correct, please bear with me. Um, but what God has put on my heart um, when Kevin asked me to come and preach. Um, right from the beginning, it's really where you, you have something that when you get an invite and you get the thing, that it, a chapter that God puts on your heart. And, it's, and, and today it's, and it's Colossians uh, chapter three. And then I know you started with Colossians um, this morning. Um, uh, and we will, we will read together. Um, it's, um, yeah, we'll read up maybe to, up to, uh, to verse 10. And I'm reading, um, I, f- I found this new version uh, quite, quite interesting, the tree of life. Um, I don't know, I found, I found it really nice, but I'm reading from this one. So, therefore, if you have been raised up with, me- with Messiah, which is Christ, keep seeking the things above, when, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on things above, not on the things uh, on earth, on the earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Messiah in God, Christ. When Messiah, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed, for that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time, you also walk in these ways when you used to live in these ways. But, how, but now set them all aside, anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who, is, who created him. Amen. Senor, Lord, thank you. Do you see, I'm, 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 I'm saying Seigneur, which is French for Lord. Um, um, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God. Um, Thank you for, for everything. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, for your love. 
Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for today, Lord God. I remember that the sister was mentioning about giving praise to God. Every day that we live is a gift, Lord God. The, the, the fact that we breathe, Lord God, is a gift from you. And we say thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. And we just pray, Lord God, that you keep us, Lord God, that you keep me and you help me, Lord God, to share your words, Lord God. And, and I need your spirit. I need your presence. Without you, Lord God, I won't be able to share your words. And I pray, Lord God, that you would help each one of us to understand, Lord God, what you want to convey in our hearts, what you want us, Lord God, to learn from you, Lord God, from your words. Lord God, thank you. Be lifted up. Be glorified, my God. Be magnified, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When I was a young Christian, someone gave me an animated version of um, the, Pilgrim's, the Pilgrim's Progress. And I was a young Christian, um, and, and the version that he gave me was a, a French version, that is Voyage du Pèlerin. And I remember when I, when I watched this, because I'm used to hearing from French preachers in Mauritius, um, because we, I was from the Assembly of God, and I used to receive people, we used to receive people from France, and, and most of the time we read books from France, from French, uh, from France. And, and I didn't know that this man, when I, when I watched the Pilgrim's Progress, I was touched right from the beginning. I was a young Christian. And, and when I investigate, I, I heard this was from an English um, um, man in the 16th century called John Banyan. And, and this moved me to such a point that I, I got the fear of God. And I know that this walk that John Banyan had a dream that you have to always walk on the straight road, on the narrow path to the end. And I was amazed um, about the challenges that Christian and hopeful and faithful, they had to endure on that walk. And it touched me a few, few weeks ago, and when I was thinking about how, what to preach, this John Banyan comes back again. And I said, you know, I want to listen to it. So I've been listening to it while, while working. And he, encouraging his dreams, he encouraged us to walk. And in his book, to walk on that path, no matter what. To walk on this straight and, and, and narrow path because our life depends on it. And, and that's what I, I said, you know, uh, what can I share with, with you today? And this is the, what God has put on my heart. It might, be, it might sound challenging sometimes because, because, yes, this Christian life can be challenging. Our life, um, walking with Jesus can be sometimes really challenging. But walking in his word, walking on that narrow path, walking to the end is very important to us all. And, and I've heard when I was reading it, um, John Banyan was listening to you, I've heard that he was in prison when he wrote that book. And is there, there's something in common with Paul. Paul was in prison when he wrote to the Colossians. And even though he was not the one who uh, started the church, it was a, a guy, a Christian guy called Epaphras, who, was, who built the church, who started the church, who planted the church. But when he visited Paul and mentioned about the challenges the Christians was, was, was facing, Paul in prison started writing 
to the Colossians. And he started writing and, and, and to just put them back to the right path, put, put them back to, uh, to their faith, uh, to the faith, the thing that they've heard from the Lord. And, and that's, that's what I would try to do in, in that chapter that Paul um, uh, shared to, to the Colossians. Um, there are so many issues, there are so many challenges, there are so many problems in this world. But Paul will start, um, I will start with verse, with verse 5. He said, therefore put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed and greed, for that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At what time you also walk in, in these ways, when you used to live in these ways. When I look at this, I said, you know, Paul mentioned three things here. He said, put to death the sins we used to do before. This was the earthly things. Yes, we are called to put to death the earthly so that we can inherit the celestial, the heavenly. And and this is really hard because we are living in a flesh that will always try to fight against the things of God. And we live in this, in this body, um, and it's really hard. But Paul encouraged the, the church to just put off these things, to put off all these things because they are not good for us. And that's what he said to the Colossians. These things are not good. To us, they are not. They are, we need to put them aside. We need to to get rid of them, um, because they are earthly things. Why Paul said that? Because he, he carried on. He said, because the wrath of God is coming upon everyone who walks on the way on that way. So there is a wrath that is coming, and Paul said, you know, to to avoid that wrath from the Lord, put off. All these things, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed. And this is hard because we live in a world um, that kind of encourage, encourages these things to happen. But God, the Bible was, and Paul tells us not to do this because they are not good for us. Because of these, why? Because there is a wrath coming upon the sons of disobedience. But Paul said, we are not, we are not among these people now. And by walking, Paul is referring to, uh, before, we used to be like walking into these things, and, and we were drawn uh, by, uh, by, by, by these things. And even though we are good, or maybe we said we haven't been um, in prison, we haven't done things bad, but we were drawn by these things because the flesh was raging war against the things. Uh, and, and sometimes we didn't know that it was wrong until we met Jesus. And then we realized, I said, no, all the things that I was doing in the past was wrong, was bad. And Paul said, you know, and because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience whom I was before, but not I'm not in, with them anymore. And that's the walking that God is... We, I, 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 yes, I was a good person. 
Yes, I was in the police force. Yes, I was not, sent, I was not in prison. I was sending people in, into prison. But there were things in my heart that was not play, pleasing to God. And that's what Paul is saying. You need to get rid of this. Get rid of these things. And you might ask me, you said, you know, brother, where this road of disobedience leads to, it leads to a complete separation from Jesus. If you carry on that path, it leads far away from God. And this is something that we don't want. We've been singing about Jesus, um, your name is, is like honey. And, and we've been singing about things that are really, um, really, I, lo I love these songs. And you just say, God, uh, in other words, we are saying to ourselves, Jesus, we can't live without you. That's what we were saying when we were singing these songs. But Paul is saying now to those Colossians from the report that he received from Epaphras that you need to get rid of this because it's not good for you. This way, and, and in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, uh, for the gate is wide, the way is broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through, through it, are many. In verse 14, he said, um, how narrow is the gate and difficult the way that leads to life. And those who find it of you. There are so many people nowadays hearing the gospel. But Jesus said, those who find this narrow gate, they are few. And I will encourage you, brothers and sisters, no matter what you're, you're walking and you, you are um, facing right now, carry on walking on that straight path, that narrow gate, because this is the way. This is the way. Because that narrow gate um, will lead us to peace, joy, and righteousness. But that, that way of destruction will lead us far away from that. So how can I know the way then? Because there are so many ways in this world. So many says, you know, we are, we hold the truth. So many are saying that we, are, we know the way. And we could get confused. And this is the way. I think this is what I think James said to Jesus, Lord God, we don't know where you are going. And Jesus will say something. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you, if you have come to know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Jesus now says to his disciple that he is the way. And in this world that we are living, there is no other way than Jesus. If you carry on fixing your eyes upon Jesus, you are on the way that Christian, faithful, and hopeful followed. Because we are, we are walking on that narrow gate, that narrow, that narrow path, and it leads us 
to Jesus. We need Jesus nowadays. You will notice that the, the more that um, um, every day now it's getting harder and harder to follow the Lord because we can find everything that the flesh desires in this world. Things are getting easier and easier. Sins are getting more easier. And we have to, at one point, say no. Listen to what Paul says to the Colossians. Put off all these things, as he said. This way that we are following each one of us is free. Since the day that we, we, we believe in Christ and we give we gave Christ our life, it's free. But it wasn't free for Jesus. At one point, he took the, that way that we should have taken, all of us, the way to Golgotha. At one point, we were meant to do this. We were meant to follow that road. But Jesus came and took that road of suffering, that road of punishment, because he loves us. Because he loves us so much, brothers and sisters. And Isaiah prophesied this long time ago, I think more than 700 years before um, Jesus came. He said, but we were pierced. We were, he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because our, of our iniquities. The, chast the chastisement of our shalom, our peace, was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We are like sheep. Uh, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned uh, to his own way. So Adonai, the Lord, has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to slaughter, like a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. That's what Jesus did for all of us. And that's why each and every time and each and every day, I said, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, because I, didn't, I don't have to endure that pain. And every day, Lord, when I think about the cross, I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He took our way so that we can walk in his way, on his way. And that's what he did for us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's why I encourage you, uh, each one of you listening, to love Jesus. And no matter the situation, no matter the challenges of life, to love him. And when you fall, come back to him. Do not delay. Do not put it aside and say, you know, I will repent later. But come back to him because he loves us so much. And he did that for each one of us. When he suffered on that cross, he was on his own 
Some of the people, some of the, when I listened to few people, they would say that he was naked on that cross. And he did that for us. And how much we need to walk with him. Walking with Jesus means we are renouncing our ways. And that's what he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. But now set them all aside. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you have been taken off of all self with its practices and have put on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. But now, set them all aside, all these things. The King James Version says, put off, put off all these things. And my um, French Louis Segond says, renounce all these things. We have to kind of renounce and put off, reject all these things. Because we are new creation. We are not as we were before we knew God, Jesus. Now we are living on that new, we are walking on that path that leads to him. And we need to renounce and put aside all these things. I should not have a kind of living in rage and anger and malice and slander and foul language. Out of our mouth, we need to put off all these things. And I should not lie to my brother and sisters. Because we have taken off all these things and all these practices. And that is why Paul, when he started this chapter, and I know um, in the Bible there was no chapter before. It's just, it was a French guy who tries to put these things. <laughs> and, but before, um, Paul, Paul will start this one and, and in Colossians 3. Therefore, if you have been raised up with the Messiah, keep seeking the things above. Where, where Christ is sitting, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, focus your mind on things above, not on things on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Messiah in God, Christ in God. When Messiah, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. I like the Louis Sogon on this part. He said something, he said, if you have been resurrected with Christ. On this part he says, if you have been raised with the Messiah. But he said, if you have been resurrected, resurrection means you were dead before, but now you have been resurrected to new life. Not to do the things that we used to do when we were living in the world, but now, because I'm walking on that narrow path, that straight path, there's nothing that is, you know, obscure. It's straight. There's no kind of shortcut. It's straight. It leads to one, one man. It leads to Jesus. And he, since he walks that way without sinning, he has given us strength to do this. So we need to kind of, we are not... We are not, we've been resurrected now. Resurrected in the new way of living. So we live with Jesus. We were dead. 
We, are, we were dead to sin. Now we are dead to sin, but alive in Christ Jesus. The more we walk, we walk with Jesus, the more we become, we more, we become more like him. On that track, on that walk, on that narrow path, on that straight road, as, since if you carry on walking on that road, sooner or later, you will see yourself looking like him. You're becoming like him. That's what he wants us, each one of us. We will be transforming. That's what we live in, that transformation. We now walk, because we walk with him. I will have noticed with my wife, since we are, we are together now, virtually 26 years or 27 years, she knows me when I'm, she knows me. She knows when I'm sad because we are becoming one, like husband and wife, we, we are becoming one. Now we, we know each other. And that's what happened. The more we, you walk on that path, on that track with Jesus, you become more like him. And then these foul languages, this slander and all these things, this malice and all these sexual immoralities will depart from you. I'm, I'm not saying that they will not kind of tempt you, no. They are there. But you want to please the one you are walking with, Jesus. And because you want to please him, you will do everything. Even though um, temptation are, are strong, you can say no. Because now I was dead to all these things. Now I'm alive. I've been raised and resurrected. And now I walk in, in, in a new way. I'm transformed daily in his likeness. And before I, uh, I end this, um, I said, how can you walk with Jesus like that? And I was reminded of what Isaiah said in, in Isaiah 30, verse 21. He says, your ears will hear the word behind you saying, this is the way. Isaiah said that. In Isaiah 30, verse 21, yet your ears will hear the word, a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And who would speak to me like that? When we walk on that path, on that track. We need. Huh? Because walking on that path, we need to constantly hear his voice saying, go to the left or go to the right. We need to hear from it at one point. And on, uh, in our Christian walk, we need to hear from him. So how can we hear him? We know that we can hear from him from the word of God. But we know as, as well that he has given us his Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us among all the confusions that we have, among all these ways that we have in this world. We can hear his voice saying, don't follow this road. Don't do this. We can hear him like Isaiah said.
by constantly so you f- hearing from him um, what I meant is um, by when we pray, when we, we read the word of God, when we walk on that path, still praying and, and seeking his face and reading his word, sooner or later we can hear him. We will hear him speaking to us. Proverb will say something um, in Proverb 14, verse 12. He says, there is a way that seems right to, man, to a man, but it ends, it ends, sorry, is the way of death. There are so many ways in this world. It seems kind of to, be, to be good, to be, to be a good way. But the, pro, the book of Proverbs tells us that it might seem right to us, it might seem good to us, but if it's not aligned to the Word of God and it's not obeying or listening to the, to the Holy Spirit, that way can lead to destruction. It can lead to death. The enemy is cunning. He will use all kinds of tricks to get us off track. He is clever and he's been doing this long time ago. He's done that with Adam and Eve. And he will carry on. He did that with Jesus in the desert when Jesus was fasting for 40 days. He's done that for, he's done that for, for generations and generations. He knows how men, how the flesh works. He knows. And that's why we need Jesus. That's why we need his spirit. That's why we need him. Galatians chapter 5, we say something. We say in chapter 5, verse 16. But I say, Paul will say, walk by the ruach, that is the, the spirit, and you will not carry the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, but the spirit sets its desire against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you cannot do what you want. There will be a battle in this body. There will be a battle um, at one point. We need to put an end to the flesh. We need to put an end to the desires of the flesh so that we can hear clearly what the Spirit is saying to us. God always speaks. We've heard early on from the pastor said, God is faithful. Even in, when you are in darkness and you are walking on a, on a track that is not pleasant to him, he will carry on speaking to us because he's faithful. But what happens is sin will blind our mind and our eyes and stop us from, from hearing him. And that's why we need to get rid of the flesh. Because if we walk on the flesh, we'll be confused. There will be a battle inside of us. At one point, we need to get rid of one of them. Either the flesh. We have to get rid of them. Oh, embrace it. Embrace the flesh is death. But get rid of it is life. And we need to make a choice. And this is hard because I'm living in the flesh and I know. Sometimes your mind will say, you know, this is right. Your flesh will say, you know, do this. But at one point, you have to say, no, I've heard the Lord. And that's what I, I, I like the book of Pilgrim's Progress. Because Christian said no. Because when he was walking and, and sometimes he will be, the flatterer will come. He will say, no, I don't recognize his voice. And that's why we need to know this, brothers and sisters. And to end, David will cry to the Lord when he sinned. 
when his sin was exposed by Nathan, the prophet. In Psalm 51, he said, Create in me a clean heart. O God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Do not uh, take, your, uh, take not your ruach, that is your Holy Spirit, from me. King David, King, King David knew the importance of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus will, and, and I'm ending, as I'm ending, Jesus will say to the disciple, John 16, 13, he said, but when the spirit of, the tr of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he will tell you, and, you will, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Spirit will not speak on his own. The Satan speaks from his own. He, he tells lies. But the Spirit, Holy Spirit, will always convey what is in the Word and what the Lord is saying. He will warn us of the things to come. Walking on that path, there are dangers ahead. And the Holy Spirit will warn us about what we have in front. But that's what we need to hear from him. That's what we need to hear from God. And that's what we need to spend time with him. So I will end this. Otherwise, I will carry on talking. But I'll just leave that with you. It is important, the time that we are in, to get back to him. He loves us so much. I've never seen someone as faithful as Jesus. And to end up, you know, I was a young Christian, and I get attached to people when I was young. And I had um, a, a good friend, and, and at one point, um, he, he found another one who shares his liking, so he, he, he left me. And, and I, I wasn't a police force. I wasn't a police force, but I didn't say it to anyone. And I remember I said something. I said, in my prayer, I said, God, I've got no friends. And I could hear a voice saying to me, am I not here? And when I heard that, I realized, I said, wow, the best friend that we can have is Jesus. And I realized at that point, I was a young Christian. I realized that the best friend to have is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Lord God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit at work in this place. We thank you, Lord God, you've spoken to each one of us and to me first. And you've shown us, Lord God, the way, Lord God. You are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would give strength to each one of us to hold, to hold firm to the things that we've heard from you, Lord God. And to always buy the truth and not sell it, Lord God. Yes. To always walk in, on your path, Lord God, no matter what, Lord God. Lord God, keep us yes. from the evil one, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, that your hands be upon us, Lord God. That you will guide us, Lord God, and lead us, Lord God, from today onwards. Yes. That you would help us, Lord God, to have a, a, a great and a, a deep, Lord God, intimacy with you, Lord Jesus. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.